What in the world is not manly about taking care of yourself? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard. You will almost always fail. Mm -hmm. I could have avoided so much pain. When you are dealing with it, it is all you can think about. It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have a very special guest that I'm so excited to speak to, Brian Turner. Thank you so much for joining me on Loud Talk today. I'm super stoked to be here. All right, Ryan, I just want to hear like, you know, if you had to create like a short bio for yourself and all the listeners, let us know like a little bit about you just to start. <laughs> I mean... Every time this question gets asked, I'm always confused about where to go because <laughs> I do a lot of different things. Yeah. But from like the perspective of what we're going to be talking about mostly, I run Team Acne, which is a YouTube and an Instagram. And I post, you know, daily on the Instagram, weekly on, on the YouTube. Uh, but I did it because when I was 15, I started breaking out and I started sharing that journey on my fitness channel. And then people really loved it. And I was like, man, this just feels so good to open up about the struggles and to help other people who are in the same position as me. And so then I started Team Acne maybe like five or six years ago and just oh, wow. never looked back. Wow, that I didn't even know you started that on your fitness page. So when did you start with social media like <laughs> at all? I feel like an old person. So <laughs> I started lifting when I was 15 years old and okay. then very quickly was like, I want to share this journey. So then I started social media at 16 and okay. so I'm 31 now. Oh, wow. So you've been online for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a dinosaur. Cool. Yeah. Well, no, that that's super cool. I actually started on YouTube when I was 14. Um, wow. Yeah, back in 2014. So I'm a bit younger than you, but I've been on the internet a long time as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I just started like posting random like videos on YouTube for fun. But yeah, it was super cool to hear that you just wanted to share that journey. And, you know, when you were filming your fitness videos, were you scared of like showing your real skin as you started breaking out and how did that transpire to you being open about that because that, that's a really you know that's a pretty far for a journey to go on yeah it's a really good question so when i started sharing my fitness journey all i was trying to do is just show people my progress and and hopefully inspire some people who who wanted to look like me and, and started following my you know exercise demonstrations and stuff mm -hmm. so my mind was like this is going to be great people are going to be focusing on fitness and my body and like all that stuff. But then very quickly, the comment section lets you know what people are really thinking. And immediately every single video, they're just talking about my acne. And so I'm giving these 10 tips on how to build muscle. Here's my five favorite meals, et cetera. But every like 80% of the comments are just about how, how broken out my face is. And this guy must be on steroids and like clean your face every once in a while, like all those kind of comments. And so they're very quickly without me realizing that I was going to have to face this crossroads. I had to decide like, do I want to continue doing this and putting myself out there and being vulnerable? And it, it was actually, it was, it was hard because I think I was close to not continuing. And then there was one time where I was like feeling very vulnerable. I had, I had, uh, I had this moment where I like broke down in my car after a really hard day in high school where people were picking on me from acne. And then I filmed a video where I was explaining that day. And like, as I'm explaining it, I just start bawling. And I remember it was like 1130 at night. It was right after I got home from workout. And I was like, do I want to share this? Like, do I want to put this out there into the world? And then I just, I was like, okay, I'm just going to publish it. And I'm just going to turn off my computer. And I'm going to leave. 
And then that video went viral, got a couple million views. And so then very quickly that crossroads turned into, okay, when I deal with some of the people being mean and making fun of me, there's all these other people, like all this, this love in the comment section where people are saying like, thank you for sharing this. You know, as a, as a guy, a lot of, a lot of people would say like, as a guy, I never am comfortable crying. So it's really great to see another man cry about his acne. And so like, after that, it just became super clear. Like, this is what I want to do for life. I'll take as much hate as people want to throw at me because if I can help anybody, it makes it all worth it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, not just for acne itself. And I always say this, you know, as much as acne sucks and I don't wish it upon anyone, I'm very grateful for the experience because it's taught me so much. And like you said there, like it made you quickly realize, like, I'm going to go through life doing everything just if it can teach someone. So I I love that you had that realization and to have that so young too. walk me through how that felt, you know, at that age, especially, I feel like there's so much pressure you know, we all feel so insecure and uncomfortable in our bodies to start with, but especially if you're dealing with acne, I know I felt that way. And um, was this just kind of perceived online where people were making comments and everything? Or was this also in in person mm. at school and all of that for, as well for you? It's a good question. Um, so I like what you said. I always say the same thing. Acne is my greatest blessing. I just didn't realize it at the time. It felt like the world was crumbling on me. But later, with hindsight, I realized it made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. And it made me compassionate. And maybe somebody I probably wouldn't have become on, on my own. So I'm really happy about that. But yes, at the time, I started breaking out like pretty much right when I started lifting. So 15, um, I, was, I was trying to gain weight and I was a really skinny kid. So I had to drink a gallon of milk a day. I had all these like mass gain. Like it's an insane amount of calories I was eating. And so my cystic acne started forming and just very quickly from like 15 to 16, massive change, but then especially 16 to 17, huge change, then totally broken out with cystic acne all over my face, you know, four or five cysts at any point, any day. And um, yeah, like the, the way that people were treating me in school totally sucked. The, there was like just all the time people would make fun of me. There's a couple like really burned in stories that are like etched into my mind. Um, But like, for example, one one time I was I was standing in a circle with my friends talking during lunch and then the, like the three of my friends left and then there was a girl I didn't know who was in the circle as well. So then it was just me and the girl. And then she just turns to me and looks me in the face and says, I would never date you because you're so ugly. And I was like, I didn't I wasn't even flirting with you. I don't I don't even know who you are. Like, why would you feel that? was necessary to say to me and at the time I was already trying to pretend like acne wasn't like just crushing my self-esteem and so it was just another thing on top of that stack um and so yeah like I think I hadn't come to terms with the fact that it was as big of a struggle as I thought it was Mm -hmm. because I was just trying to be macho and like be a man about it and don't have feelings so I would like make fun of myself and just like pretend nothing was a big deal and then at nighttime when I was all alone I'd be like bawling my eyes out um So yeah, like, I don't know which was harder, the real life or the internet, because the internet people are more ruthless, like they'll really say bad things because they don't have to face you. But then the people in real life, especially like your school or your work, you have to see them again and again and again and again. And like, if they've said something or whispered something about you, you know that they're thinking that Mm -hmm. and then you have to see them again and again. So both were really tough. I mean, considering what that girl says, I'd say that's pretty ruthless as well. And that's very interesting to hear kind of you know, the other perspective of that, because I, you know, online, yeah, you know, it's, it's brutal out here and people will comment, whatever. 
And I always get comments randomly from all these guys online being like, I would never date you. are so ugly. And I'm like, I didn't even ask. Like, I'm in a very loving relationship. I didn't even ask you, you know? So you saying that made me laugh a little bit. I'm very sorry you went through that because that is a okay. terrible thing to hear. But um, yeah. yeah, it's so funny how people just, you know, make these offers out. And it's like, where did that even come from? But yeah, that that's definitely very tough. I mean, I... I can definitely relate to all those types of comments in person and online. And it it is really hard. And I think I know when I was struggling with acne, I would always have this thing in my mind kind of telling myself, like, I don't actually have acne. Like, I'm not someone who struggles with acne. Like, it's just something I'm going through right now, but it's not like mm. part of my identity. I would always tell mm. myself that to kind of, you know, lie to myself a little bit. So you saying, you know, trying to act like a man and not let this thing impact you. Would you say you had a similar experience to that? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why to me, I'm so adamant about sharing with men now because like now I feel like I want to be the big brother that I didn't have at that time because I just felt completely alone. And especially yeah. as a guy, especially at that time too, like there wasn't that much acne skincare YouTube in the first place, but mm -hmm. especially there was not any men at all. No. And so I just felt like there's no one to turn to. And I felt like I was super alone. And um, that, again, like, that's why I think it's so important because even now there, there are a lot more men who are doing skincare and acne content, but just, just really not that much still. And mm -hmm. so yeah, I just try to like, I try to share so that it seems more okay. Like the stigma of, of you having feelings and crying and like struggling, like it's okay. You don't have to be like this jaded, ruthless guy who has yeah. no feelings at all, you know? I think what you're doing online is amazing and it's really needed. Um, one thing I do want to ask you, because I always get comments from guys struggling with acne saying, well, you know, like you can just wear makeup and cover it up. So how did you maybe deal with that? And what is your advice to any of those men out there who kind of feel like they don't have that upper hand when they are struggling with acne because they feel like they can't kind of cover it up oh. in the workplace or or at school or whatever? I have so many things to say about this. So I, I've heard that comment a lot. And, and, you know, I've even thought that myself in the past, but I will say I, I literally just recorded a piece of content that I haven't posted yet about this. Okay. Uh, a Love lot of it. times men will say like, yeah, I wish I could cover it up with acne, right? And it, at first that makes sense. But if you really think about it, women have such a higher beauty standard that they're held to for so many reasons. But I mean, even if you just open up your social media, every single person's wearing a filter. So they're perfect glassy skin, you know, celebrities, all that kind of stuff. And then when you wear makeup and you have acne, especially if you have cystic acne, you have a lot of texture a lot of times you can't cover up that texture with the makeup mm -hmm. and that in itself is like a huge insecurity because you either don't wear makeup and then yeah, you have to just face people with your acne and then you have that high beauty standard people are holding to, or you wear the makeup and then people are like, Oh, look at the texture. It's, it sucks. And I, and I feel like, yes, there's a benefit and a, and a con to it. But like, I also think that like for men, it is difficult that you don't have anything you can really turn to other than like, maybe like a, like a pimple sticker or something like that. When I was, in school I remember I came to school and it was like before class started so everyone's like hangs out outside and I had gotten this like this like beige tinted concealer kind of like pimple dry out product thing mm -hmm. and so it was so, so you put it on like any individual pimple and it would help dry it out but it also was like supposed to cover up the redness right and dude I came I went up to this group that I always came up to. It was like eight eight men. And immediately the first thing that happens, and it was like on my chin, immediately one of the kids goes, do you have makeup on your face? 
And all of a sudden, oh. everybody just like turns to me, focuses, it comes really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and I was just like panicking. I didn't know what to do. It just, and I didn't do anything. I just laughed about it and was like, no, no, no. And then they're like, well, yeah, like you're saying no, then like, let me get closer. And I was just, yeah. it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> and sucked. I think, and I think that's what, you know, most men are like even more afraid of. Like if they are yes. more comfortable to wear, like, let's say even a tinted sunscreen or like a bit of concealer or something, that's more of the fear because if I go out, wearing makeup somewhere yeah maybe someone will be like oh her texture looks weird under her makeup but no one will be like why are you wearing makeup you know some people do but like let, let's just say like the majority but I think for men yeah that is a very difficult situation where it's like mm -hmm. almost something you're not supposed to be doing but I also understand why a lot of men aren't comfortable wearing makeup if they if they don't want to like for me I do it because I love the art of it it's not necessarily to cover my skin it's just like a fun creative outlet Whereas, you know, for a lot of men, it's it's not that. So, yeah, it's really great to get your perspective on that for sure. And has has your opinion on that, like, changed? Like, have, do you ever cover up your skin? I mean, now I know, like, you've cleared up your skin quite a bit. But um, as you got older and you were still struggling with acne, did that kind of change for you? Or did that experience with um, your friends kind of calling it out kind of end that for you? All the stigmas that exist really irritated me and they mm. still irritate me. But now the stigmas don't like hold me back from doing what I want because I was just, I was just, seriously, I was just such a, such a scared kid who had not a lot of self-esteem. I, I literally came from being homeschooled all the way up until eighth grade. And then okay. my first time being in public school was in my first year of high school. And so then nice. that very next year, all of a sudden my face is covered in acne. So I'm like the weird kid that has no friends and all this acne. Mm -hmm. And so like all those, all those stigmas, like, it's like, okay, I shouldn't wear makeup and I shouldn't cry. I have to be the right person. And now thankfully, like I've come into my own, all of these journeys, all these struggles have helped me to uncover who I really want to be. And so like now, you know, I, I wear like flower print clothing and I have weird jewelry and like, I just do not care. I get comments all the time. People will be like, this kid must be gay. And I'm like, and if I am, who cares? Right. But that back in the day, that used to be something I was afraid of. I don't want anyone to think that that might mm -hmm. be. And so now if I wanted to wear makeup, I would wear it. No problem. Like I mm -hmm. wouldn't even think about it. Um, Like, you know, apparently like sometimes I'll go to parties and, and my fiance will put like, uh, eyeliner and like all this like little jewels and stuff. I love that kind of stuff. So now if I was breaking out and I wanted to cover it with makeup, I wouldn't think twice about it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily break out in the same way. And also when I do break out, I actually, um, I make it kind of a point not to hide it. Like I really want to film as much as possible mm -hmm. and, and not be, I don't know. I just, I just don't like the whole idea of like you should be ashamed because you have pimples on your face, you know? Right. No, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And so when you started posting about your journey with your skin online, were you afraid of any of the in-person comments from people viewing your videos? Wow, these are good questions. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. By that point, I had gotten pretty acquainted with posting fitness content for, for a while. And so I already had faced the mm -hmm. whole people in school found my channel and then they were making fun of me because it's not cool to try hard. It's not cool to do anything. And so like, it was lame that I was making these videos and like being so self-centered that I'd show people like my progress. Yeah. And all. so like, I dealt with all of the people who hate when you, it's like crabs in a bucket. When you start doing something that could possibly elevate you, they want to pull you back down. Yep. And so I think I had gotten a lot more comfortable with with them finding the acne content, I think there might've been just a, like a little, still a little like seed of fear uh, because like some of them, I was a, a lot more vulnerable. Like that first time acne made me cry video 
when that went viral, I was like, there's no way that people at my school aren't eventually going to see this. Right. And then eventually they did. And fortunately, the people who actually talked to me about it all said really cool, really nice, kind, supporting things. But, you know, <laughs> that fear was there before that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I've talked about that so much because I've heard so many people say like, oh, I used to have a YouTube channel when I was younger and I stopped posting because I got bullied. And I just think like, that's so sad that we all live in this fear of judgment rather than just like yeah. doing what we want. Like you said, like you wear what you want, you do what you want. You're not as afraid of what people have to say about it. And do you think, I know you kind of touched on this before, but do you think acne did help you get to this point where you're just doing everything for you rather than everyone else? Man. Yeah. Acne. Acne is so good once you have been through the struggle because it's almost like uh, when you're young, you're not really planning on going on these huge like venture quests of like mm -hmm. trying to develop your your soul and like who you are and your character. But acne forces you. It's yeah. it's like it's almost like it's like you thought you were just gonna walk on this nice path, nice and easy, and then all of a sudden it forces you onto the really hard trail, and you're just like, whoa, this is tough. I'm breathing super hard, but yeah, ultimately. It, it made me who I am. And I I had decided very early on, like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. That's it. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And then quickly, like I said, I had people who were commenting about how much I helped them. And so that changed from like, I want to make this a career to like, I really want to help as many people mm -hmm. as possible. And it, and it I've said this like so many times, like, there's no amount of money or Lambo or whatever car that could compare to when somebody tells you that you help bring them out of like a, like a suicidal depression. Yep. Like I've had that happen so many times and like the feeling it gives me is like, I can't even, I can't even describe it. And so because I had that desire to help people, I very quickly just ignored all of my feelings of like nervousness or doubt or, or what if somebody says something or what if people find this video and it just helped me to like really genuinely authentically just be vulnerable in any moment that I've been vulnerable, you know, acne and otherwise. And then very quickly, it shows you that, yeah, sure, there are still some of those people who are going to comment really terrible things under those vulnerable posts. But then again, you have all those people who are like, I've been following you since I was 16. I'm, yeah. I'm 22 now. And like, you helped me actually, you know, see who I was and, and like love myself. So um, yeah, acne definitely helped me to break out of my shell, my nervous homeschooled shell and just be who I want to be. That's so amazing to hear it. And like you said, like, hearing those good comments and just helping people along their journeys that's that's what we we do it for honestly and it's really interesting too because i i often think like the people who are commenting those hate things just haven't gone through that journey themselves yeah. you know like and maybe it'll just hit them later on in life not necessarily acne but something tough where they have to go through it and kind of build up that that character so i do think that's that's really important and i always say too the content I make, and I'm sure you feel this way as well, I do feel as much as it helps other people, it also forces me to help myself because if I feel down about my skin one day and I'm like, oh, got to show up for my followers on social media. And then it's like a, it's like a mind trick almost, you know, I'm sure you can, you can relate yeah. to that as well. It reminds you not to be ashamed, but I'm so glad that you said that. Um, when you are being bullied, one of the best things that you can do is to remember that the person who's bullying you oftentimes is projecting something, mm -hmm. usually their own like self-doubt or hatred for themselves. And they're trying to bring you down so they yep. don't feel so bad. But if you also remember that you are dealing with the struggle acne, especially at a young age, a lot of people haven't lived long enough to go through their struggle and their struggle very well might not be acne, exactly. but it's going to be something else. It, yeah. it might be their their weight, their health, someone in their family might die, whatever it is, they're going to all of a sudden have to face that. 
And so just keep in mind that you are just facing your battle earlier than them. And once they go through their battle, there's a big opportunity for them to become a lot better of a person. And you won't know that until the future. But a lot of times, just speaking from my perspective, I've ran into those same people who were my biggest bullies. Mm -hmm. And later on, they told me all sorts of kind of things about how I inspired them or, or they apologized. And so just keep in mind that everyone is on their own path. And while it feels terrible when people are really mean to you, sometimes just give them the benefit of the doubt that they just haven't been through something that would help them to be compassionate about something they haven't, you know, experienced. That's so true. And and I like that you touch on that of people even coming back to apologize because like you said, most people who do experience acne experience it young. And as I always say, like, I'm grateful I went, I'm going through this because as much as it sucks, I've learned so many important life lessons that I probably wouldn't have learned till way later on in my life. So very grateful for that. I do want to kind of pivot here a little bit and go back to that one comment you see received from that girl talking about how, oh, I would not date you because blah, 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 blah. I do want to touch on this because I did a full episode on dating with acne because that's like one of the top questions I get. Like, how do you date with acne, especially as a girl? Like, well, guys think, you know, you're catfishing. And I brought my boyfriend onto that episode because I wanted to get his perspective. Now, he's dealt with acne a little bit. And a lot of what he said was, you know, yeah, I didn't use anything to cover it up or anything like that. But he talked a lot about how like going to the gym and working on like his overall look really helped him when he was struggling with his skin and managing his stress. Now, I want to get your perspective on that overall, like what you would suggest to any guys kind of really scared about going out on a first date or dating mm -hmm. in general with acne and, and being vulnerable about that. Yeah, this is, uh, these are really great questions. <laughs> You're well prepared. I'm <laughs> excited to answer all of this. So Two things come to mind. One, if you ever are faced with that 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 experience where maybe you know the person isn't as rude as that girl was to me, but you know you you're trying to flirt with somebody, you're trying to you know maybe date somebody, and then they turn you down or or whatever it is because of your acne. Somehow you find out that it's because your acne. I know that hurts. It feels like a knife, but it's actually a really good thing because the person you want to be with for life is going to love you for who you are, not be because of your 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 skin or or anything that's varying you know your weight whatever it is and them stopping you from dating them on that first couple of weeks instead of you being 6 years into a relationship then finding out that they have this shallowness to them it actually just screens people out of your life that you really don't want to be wasting time on so i know that's hard to feel that perspective but just remember that like a good kind person that you really want to give your life to is not gonna care less or more about your acne. If you're a person that they like, they're just gonna like you either way. I can say that because I have had that experience with my now fiance. Like she used to have really bad acne, just like me. And every I actually thought it was kind of cute because it's something that I related with. So there's one part of that. The other thing I would say is if you are dealing with acne right now and you're really struggling, one thing that can be sort of an anchor is find something that you're extremely passionate about. I mean, something that you can obsess with, because a lot of times when people are, you know, you go to school or work, whatever, and you hear people talking about it or people are giving you unsolicited advice or telling you that you're not washing your face enough. I call that white noise because it mm -hmm. kind of it's not really useful, but it kind of gets in your head. And then you think about that for the rest of the day. And it's kind of just like fuzzy in there. But if you have something that you're extremely passionate about, the best thing ever is that no matter what anybody thinks, no matter how much your acne is good or bad that day, at the end of the day, you can go do that passion. And that passion has no opinion of your face or your mm -hmm. skin or anything. So like for me, that was bodybuilding. And so I could have these extremely tough days and I would just be like, just ah, really struggling. And then I was like, thank God the day is over. Now I can go 
right to the gym. Nobody gets to give me any opinions and I just get to be with myself and, mm-hmm. and do something that I love. And so that was, it made it really easy for me to like turn down the white noise versus if I just had maybe gone home and then just sat there and thought about everything everyone was saying to me. So I'm saying, so like a huge tip is just to find and then super lean into your passion. Those are some amazing tips. And I love that you mentioned white noise because I always talk about, I, I usually just call it noise, um, you know, any hate comments or anything like that, because so many people let one comment that they receive at the beginning of the day just define their whole day when that person who said the comment probably isn't thinking about you for the rest of their day. So why are you like yep. giving them that energy exchange? And I love what you said about finding something you're passionate about because I think oftentimes people who struggle with acne start to think that their acne is defining them. And when you have that other passion, you know, you can define yourself in the way that you want to rather than how you look. So that is some really amazing tips right there. And you know, to anyone listening, I'm sure that's going to be um, helpful with that. And then touching back on the the dating with acne, I, I cannot agree more. You couldn't have phrased it better, but um, I totally agree. Like I, I met my now boyfriend when my acne was at its worst, like worst possible stage. And well, actually I met him when my skin was literally clear. And then we went on our first date when my skin was at its worst. So I was really nervous going into that because I'm like, well, you're gonna think I look super different because I did you know like obviously my skin looked really different but he just like I don't know he didn't even he said like he noticed I looked different but it didn't like change anything right so like you said if someone is really that passionate about how your face looks and that they absolutely do not want to date you because of it like whatever they are not your person that's for sure so exactly that's some some really good tips um with that being said I also get questions you know asking me if oh before a date should I disclose that I have acne and I want to hear your perspective from a guy's perspective like is that something guys should be disclosing before going on a date I I'm a big fan of communication and I think the more the more open you can and transparently you can communicate with your partner the better your everything is going to go mm-hmm. that being said I don't think there's a right answer to this so I think if if it's something that really matters to you if, it, if it's really something that's that's causing mm-hmm. you to panic before the date and you're just thinking about it so much that it's making it hard for you to be present in the moment, it's going to be better for that person to understand why you're not able to be present in the moment so that they can be like, oh, okay, this isn't a me thing. This isn't an us thing. This isn't a chemistry thing. You are just in your head about your 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 insecurity. Mm-hmm. And then again, it, it'll show you a lot about their character because they should be able to be, be able to like, I, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I just want you to know from my perspective, it doesn't change anything. And then very quickly, you dismiss your fear. Versus if you sit on that fear and you don't say anything, it's going to make it a lot harder, like I said, to be in the moment and to be authentic. And then that can lead to you missing out on an opportunity to date somebody that would have been really great for you, but because you didn't open up about what you're you're struggling with. Right. No, I love that perspective. So if it's really bothering you and you feel like it's going to be something that is going to cause like tension or rear energy, just say it outright. That, that's a good tip for sure. And then with also like nowadays dating apps are, you know, what most people use to to find someone to go on a date with. So with that, what would you suggest with like the photos someone would up, uh, upload to their dating app? Should they be using photos where they're showing their skin or should they just be using their old photos where maybe they weren't breaking out and feel more comfortable? I know my opinion on this, but I really want to hear yours as well. Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked because I also I also wanted to add you should never apologize for your acne ever. 
period. It's not something that you've done to to hurt somebody else or mm -hmm. something that you should feel like you have a, you know, like something to apologize for. It's not a moral position having acne. It's just something that's happening to you. And so, yeah, I think when it comes to like the photos that you post, I think I would personally be transparent about it. I wouldn't like make it the focal point of everything. I wouldn't be like trying to like do a one inch yeah, away yeah. skin shot, but I definitely wouldn't be using filters that don't show my acne. I wouldn't be using photos where I'm far away and you can't really see my acne. I would just post whatever I liked and regardless of how the acne looked in it, just because again, if you're like curating this, this feed where you don't have acne, you're presenting yourself as this person who doesn't. And then all of a sudden you're going to get to that point where you're right before the date and you're like, should I disclose it to them or not? But it's because you already kind of started a bit dishonest. And again, honesty yeah. and communication, I think are key for you to actually have a good relationship. Otherwise you're just going to spend a lot of time in these unsuccessful relationships again just wasting time with people who aren't going to stay with you for the long term absolutely i totally agree with that i think just you know post photos that represent the real you whether yes. you know one week you're not breaking out the other week you are but don't let that kind of stop you from from showing up as yourself so i i love that yes. tip i do want to transition here a little bit and chat about you know the rest of your acne journey and part of your your healing journey as you start getting older and um how did you kind of tackle the healing and did you feel pressured by peers and society and maybe even your common section to almost cure your acne immediately? Hmm. I feel I feel like um I didn't I didn't have a lot of pressure and, and here's why. I when I first started sharing my acne journey, it was because I started Accutane because I was at that point where every single comment on my fitness videos was about my acne. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do this for life. Like I am going to be a YouTuber. And so in my brain at the time, not as learned as I am now, I was like, I need to get rid of it so mm -hmm. that people can focus on the content I'm trying to tell them. Right. And so I had tried all the things like, you know, most everybody does everything like you know all the skincare products all the three-step systems went to the dermatologist got the antibiotics did like everything dude and nothing worked and mm -hmm. so then they were like let's you know put you on accutane and so i was looking for content on the internet about accutane and it was nothing there was no youtube videos about it no one even explaining their experience and so i was like this is an opportunity so i started literally every single week i would film an update and i would show my face in like high definition with this super expensive camera and i would just track how my acne had had moved and so by the end of that like my acne didn't improve and i just kept ramping my dosage up um until like 50 60 weeks in and i was taking the highest dose like anyone's ever done at accutane which is 260 milligrams a day wow which is a normal dose is 20 just for reference like that, yeah i don't think i've ever heard it dosage. was insane. My doctor was like, this is not normal, but if you're okay with the side effects. And I was like, all right, I don't care. I just want to get rid of it. Uh, but then eventually he he hit me with, you know, a lot of my clients have taken out dairy and, and seen their acne improve. And so that's what it really was. After I took out dairy all the way, then Accutane kicked in and worked. And so then by the end of the 78 weeks of Accutane and, and the progress videos, I finally had my acne mostly clear with just a bit of like erythema and hyperpigmentation mm -hmm. and scarring and stuff. Um, but my point is, because I had like done this journey where it was, it was actually kind of good when I would have like these breakouts, because then I could use it as an opportunity to like connect and, and open up about feelings. I didn't feel like my audience was was like, you need to get clear or you failed and we're not going to follow you anymore. They just wanted more and more and more and more acne right. content. And so but by that time, I and especially after I started Team Acne and stuff, I 
I didn't feel like there was any pressure either way. Like when I break out now, it's actually awesome because I can focus on it. And then when I'm clear, it just kind of like proves the point that, you know, I know what I'm talking about when I'm, you know, following all my, all my like things that I talk about, because, mm -hmm. you know, we're not always perfect. You know, sometimes Absolutely. we don't walk the walk. Yeah, no, for sure. And so were you on Accutane one round? Yeah, it was just one, one really round. long 78 okay. week round. Wow. And like, between that and cutting out dairy like that, that worked for you. You didn't have like a relapse of like the cystic acne. So, yeah. So this is actually pretty crazy. So the Accutane finally kicked in once I took dairy all the way out. Boom. Now I'm cleared up. Awesome. Yay for me. I'm I'm back to being like what a normal person is. I can just do whatever I want. And so then I I at the time had been like sponsored by a bunch of different fitness companies. And there's a protein bar company called quest and they would send me like huge boxes of their stuff and i was like well if my acne's clear like i should be able to have like a little bit of this and that and so i started having protein bars and literally the first protein bar i had the next day i started feeling pressure in my face and then a couple days later that pressure point had turned into a cyst and so i tried this like a couple more times where i'd stop all the dairy again and then i'd be like well maybe i could just have like a little tiny bit of cheese or like a little milk in this soup or whatever it is and that would immediately break out so and then it became very evidently clear that dairy is a huge cause of mm -hmm. my acne. And my gut health was the other thing that was preventing me from having, you know, clear skin. So those two things in combination were what I wish I would have started focusing right. on before I did the Accutane. And I'm just curious, like your experience on Accutane, you said like going into it, told your doctor, like, I don't, I don't care. I, I'm just wanting to take this to, to clear um, my skin. If you had to go on Accutane now, do you think you would have answered that question differently when he asked, are you comfortable with this dosage? I'm just curious. If I could go, if I could go back, I would have never done Accutane. Like straight, absolutely sure of it because Accutane is like extremely bad for your organs, especially your liver health. It's it just It's just terrible. It really is terrible. And I wish I would have known what I know now because I just didn't understand anything other than masking the symptoms. So everything yeah. I was trying to do was like, what product can fix this? But then in the meantime, I was just giving myself acne fuel by having a gallon of milk and like a yeah. bunch of protein powder and all this stuff. Um, the only thing that I can say is a good thing about me going on Accutane is that I was able to connect with people in a way that I probably wouldn't have been able to mm -hmm. on YouTube. And now I can speak from that experience and I can, I can either help people stay away from Accutane if there's a bunch of stuff they haven't tried yet. Like I, I, I'm fairly certain I would have been able to at least improve my acne by like 90% if I would have done what I know now, or if people are going to, you know, do Accutane, I can like warn them about the things you should think about mm -hmm. and the things that you should be doing while you're on it. So let's talk about some of those things. I want to hear like, did you have any you know, symptoms while you're on Accutane that everyone warns us about? Yeah. So I had, I had all the, the, every, every person has these symptoms. So I like really, really dry skin to the point that my, my lips were cracking like in the middle of them. And so I'm a, I'm a pretty happy guy, as you can tell, I smile a lot. I'm really expressive. Yeah. And so it would hurt cause I'd smile. And then the corners of my mouth, my lips, and this like part of my like dimple area would like, would like bleed sometimes like, and, and, and like crack. And so it just really hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, my my eyes were so sensitive to the sun that I like I couldn't actually be outside in in full sunlight without sunglasses. Wow. Uh, my skin was so sensitive that literally I'm not even kidding. Maybe I could last 30 seconds in pure sunlight before I needed to to somehow cover up. And then my joints really hurt. I, I had really stiff joints. My 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 spine got really stiff and I lost a lot of mobility. And so mm -hmm. like it was hurting when I was exercising. Um, but those are like the main 
the main side effects. I was super fortunate not to have the one that everyone is always cautioning you about, which is like suicide or depression. Like a very fortunate I didn't have any of that kind of stuff. Honestly, for for literally being like the highest dose ever recorded of Accutane, I had a pretty mild set of of side effects. Right. I'm I'm glad to hear that, you know, you didn't have those really um harsh side effects, but still like yeah, Accutane's no joke and people get so angry with me online when I say I, I choose not to go on it, which is like at the end of the day, like it's my body that would be having yeah. the side effects. So I always find mm -hmm. that interesting. I mean, I even had doctors tell me, well, you want clear skin? You just have to you no know, take on the side effects. And I'm like, no, I don't think I do. So I'm just going to do my own journey of, of trying to figure this out. But, um, you know, I think and I don't want to stereotype here, but for the majority, you know, a lot of women experience acne due to hormonal issues and all that. But I think a lot of us do that research with our products and with our meals and stuff like that. What would you say for any guys struggling with acne out there? It might seem a lot like overwhelming to all of a sudden really care about your skin and have a skincare routine and look into what you're eating and um, all of that. So what are your tips there to kind of help learn that process and, and start that acne healing journey? Yeah. I think at the time when I first started having my acne, I wasn't ready to do anything. I I just wanted somebody to fix it for me. Mm. So I just wanted to know what the product was that was yeah. going to fix this. And I just at the time was too young, too, too not self-aware and too irresponsible. So I was just not willing to do anything that was going to help it. So I would say try, try and, and be open to adding a little bit of extra work in your daily routine, because just putting a little bit more mindfulness forward can actually help you very quickly find out the source of your acne. And again, like, can you imagine if I would have just found out that dairy just does not work with me? Mm -hmm. I could have avoided so much pain. I could have avoided probably most of my cystic acne and I would have just had the other types of acne. Yeah. And so, I mean, when it comes to like actual tips on how to get rid of your acne, that that could be its own podcast. Yeah, you, absolutely. You can watch them. You can watch both of our, our, you know, channels and content to learn a lot about that. But I would say one of the biggest, just like quick tips is get a diary, get a journal, and it's just for your acne and start trying things and note what happens. And so like, I mean, lots of different things, but you could do like an elimination diet, which basically you can take out one type of food for a week or two and see if your acne got worse or better. And then just keep, just keep figuring yourself out because you might find out that, you know, your face does really well with salt water. Great spend more time in the ocean. You might find out that your face doesn't do really well when you're stressing before exams. Okay, great. Now you're prepared for the next time you stress, you know that you have stress breakouts. Just start to get to know yourself a little bit more. And the best way to do it is not to just try and remember it, write it down in a journal, yeah. figure yourself out. Absolutely. And I mean, acne is so complex and there could be yes. a thousand different reasons why you're breaking out and yes. they could all be happening at the same time. So it's definitely easier to kind of break it down and look at one thing at a time and uh, but it can be very overwhelming um, for sure and then I know some guys too feel like oh well I'm not going to do skincare because like that's not manly or blah 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 so what is your opinion on all of that it's such a good question and it's literally another piece of content I just filmed what in the world is not manly or is gay about taking care of yourself, yeah. right? It's so stupid to me that there are certain self-care habits like working out that are okay and those are manly, cool. But somehow taking care of your skin is not. But 
I always say this, like, all right, well, good luck with your super wrinkly raisin skin when you're 50 because you never wore sunblock because wearing yeah. sunblock was girly. This is so stupid. If you're like willing to do any sort of self-care in any other area of your life, then you should be able to unlock this idea that you can do self-care on all the other areas of your life that maybe have stigma around them. Because ultimately, you're doing this for yourself, not for other people's opinions. So just do what feels right to you and stop worrying about everybody yeah. making fun of you. Absolutely. And it, it, it's so simple too. like, really all you need in skincare is like a cleanser, a moisturizer and a sunscreen. Like that's literally yeah, yeah. all you need. And there's nothing like feminine about that is literally just taking care of your skin. So I have the exact same opinion as you, but definitely wanted to hear it come from you and to anyone, any guys out there listening who are maybe like afraid of what people are going to say about your skincare routine like people are going to comment regardless so you just have to do what what's best for you and if doing your skincare and one like I also find that it is a great way for me to de-stress also when I'm struggling with my skin because stress is a huge um trigger for me so I just find doing like five minutes of skincare in the morning is actually a really calming time and kind of helps me de-stress as well so there's more benefits Again, to it to your point a lot of a lot of men think that like meditation and journaling and doing all those self-care habits is a very girly thing but once you start journaling or once you start meditating you'll you'll start realizing like man this makes me feel a lot better mm -hmm. this like helps like you said five minutes in the morning so short but that can help set the mood for the rest of the day and Absolutely. i love that you said skincare is sort of like a little meditation for yourself it's just you going inside of your head doing something without all the the music and youtube and like yeah. all this crazy stuff coming at you you get a second to be present in the moment and and tapping into the present is is tapping into your feminine energy and as a man you should not try to only be masculine mm -hmm. we all have makeup of both masculine and feminine every yes. every person and so if you ignore your feminine it's it's going to be detrimental to you and it also it'll also like force itself every once in a while like you'll like me you'll end up frying in your car unexpectedly because you never experienced your emotions so yeah being in the present moment during your skincare routine can actually do a lot more than just help your skin it can also get your mindset right for the rest of the day and talking about emotion and and kind of how you would bottle it up during the day and you know make jokes and stuff like that and just kind of brush it off and then it would all kind of come out at night when you're alone how did you overcome that and was it a lot of like sharing your journey that allowed you to become more open with your emotions yeah good question i i don't know if i like overcame it in any particular you know moment i for me like i said i i leaned into my passion of, of bodybuilding so literally every single day seven days a week i was going to the gym for an hour and a half and that was where whatever the pro the emotion was that i was feeling if i was crying earlier and i was really sad or if i was really angry whatever these negative emotions i would just take those with me to the gym and then i would be i'd be hitting hitting some bench and i'd be crying and i'd look like yeah. an insane person you know like tears are streaming down and so for me that was that was me not being self-aware and understanding that i needed to not bottle up my emotions mm -hmm. but just somehow it just felt right and so that was me you know outletting those emotions in in, in the gym i forget what your question was no <laughs> I, and you answered it i mean like i think like if we if we look at this and I think, you know, going to the gym, bodybuilding, that is a very like typical masculine thing to do, right? So yeah. whatever your outlet is, I think, to release those emotions and what you're feeling, you know, whether that is bodybuilding or 
whether it's an art or whatever it is, literally just finding that passion. Again, going back to what you talked about earlier, finding that passion that can help define you can be so important. But I think it's amazing that you've shared this and are are showing so many men that it's okay to have feelings and, you know, be upset about a situation you're in, even if you don't have full control over it. Um, I think a lot of what people don't understand if they have never struggled with acne is that it's so much more than just a thing on your face, you know? So um, I want to hear a bit about your experience with that. Cause I know for me, like it's so much more than just something on my skin. It's, it's physically painful. Like I'm sure you've gone through that as well. Like it hurts so bad physically, but also emotionally, mentally, it's like, it really drives your whole day. And it sometimes there's days where the only thing you can think about is how your skin looks. So I want to hear a little bit about how acne kind of took control of your life in those really hard times. Yeah, I I love that you mentioned that it's physically painful because a lot of times we just forget that part. We're always talking about how much it, it mentally is difficult, but like it actually literally hurts. Yeah, I remember there were certain nights where I couldn't sleep because on my left side, I had a cheek uh, assist here and my right side, I had assist there. And so no matter which direction I was, there was just pressure. And like you, if you've not had acne, like we've had acne, you just don't understand. It's no. like sometimes a pimple will get on what feels like a nerve, like it's connected to a nerve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it feels it's, like someone's stabbing you. It's awful. Like there's been times where I went to like brush my hair and there'll be one like in my hairline and it's Dude. like excruciating pain. The hairline ones are bad. Yeah. It's just uh, some of them. Yeah. I, I don't understand why there's so much pain associated with acne. So like a lot of people don't think about that, but you also, you also touched on acne is, is hard because people will minimize you for having acne because they think, well, you just you have pimples. Okay. Like, yeah, just pop them, clean your face, whatever. Okay. It's sure it's hard, but it's not that hard. Yeah. There's people who have it worse. People always do all this minimizing and it sucks because to you, acne is the center of your world. It is everything. You wake up and the first thing you think of is your, is your pimples. You go straight to the mirror to check if you have new breakouts. You get one inch away from the mirror and then you maybe try to hide your acne the whole day. You try to like cover your right side and not like talk to people with, cause mm -hmm. there's a pimple. Like it, it consumes you in a way that you cannot understand unless you've had something that you've struggled that's similar to it. And it's so much more than just the, 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 you know, the surface level of like, you have three pimples. You should only be so concerned. It's like, when is this ever going to end? Yeah. Why is this happening to me? How come everything I'm trying isn't working? You start to lose hope because you've tried a bazillion things and nothing. And is this permanent? Like, will I be able to find a partner who will love me? Like, what if I go to a job interview and they don't take me seriously as an adult because I look like a child because I have acne? You have all of this stuff that people really can't understand the complexities of it. But it truly is, I don't know, 50 times more difficult than people mm -hmm. who don't have acne give credit for absolutely yeah it does consume your whole day and sometimes i i joke about it and i say like oh acne keeps me in check because it has <laughs> yeah. me eating right and and exercising yeah. and sleeping well and de-stressing but no it really like it affects my everyday life and just like all the decisions i make like you said you know dairy was a big trigger for you and yeah like it, is it the biggest deal in the world that you had to give up dairy no but it's like there's just also that bit of frustration where it's like well my friend over here can have as much dairy as they want and they never have to worry about cystic acne. So yes, it, for some people it might seem as like, this is not that big of a deal, but when you are dealing with it, it is all you can think about. And it, as you said, like, it's not just about the physical acne itself. It's all this worrying of, is this who I am now? Will everybody judge me for this? It's, it's 
endless, endless. So it's definitely really difficult to to deal with. But I think, you know, with content like yours and people talking about it more, it does normalize it in a way. Um, and I did want to ask you, I forgot to ask you this earlier. You mentioned having to heal your gut health. I'm curious about that because was that even like a term you kind of knew at all huh. when you were going through through the acne? Everything is so different now because there's so much more content about everything. Mm -hmm. So we know a lot more, even, even, you know, there's a lot of people who focus on gut health outside of acne, but yeah. be because of that, we now know a lot about gut health. At the time, there was just the beginning of understanding what something called leaky gut syndrome is. And like, I won't go into the whole thing. You can go to my channel. I have a video that I just did a two-part series that really goes deep into it. But basically your gut has bacteria in it. And something happens called dysbiosis, where you have more bad bacteria than you do good bacteria. And then the lining of your gut then starts to have little, little, little spaces in between the lining and it creates semi-permeability. So basically things can get out of your intestines and into your bloodstream. And you don't want that, you know, toxins and all sorts of bad stuff. And then your body has to get rid of it somehow. And if it's unable to process it with, you know, your kidney and your liver, then it has to expel in a lot of different ways. But one of the ways is, is acne. And so if I would have known that, it could have helped me focus on how to improve my gut health a lot earlier. But really, there just wasn't anybody talking about it. And there was only like one or two doctors just beginning to suggest it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so like, it's not easy, but it's it's very clear what you need to do. And it is get rid of the bad bacteria or lower the amount of it. And anything that inflames your gut, anything that you eat that makes you bloated and farty and feel terrible, that's usually going to be bad and be and it's going to be increasing your bad bacteria. So like, you know, um, alcohol, artificial sweeteners, preservatives, you know, any, any of like that bad stuff. And so you just want to lower that, try to eat more whole foods, less processed. And then you want to feed your good bacteria and also introduce new good bacteria. So probiotics is how you introduce new good bacteria. So you can eat fermented pickled, you know, vegetables, or you can just like, um, supplement with like acidophilus, for example. So then you basically introduce new troops, right? Like good, good bacteria. And then you feed them so that they can grow into more good bacteria by giving them prebiotic fibers. And so prebiotic fibers is just a fancy way of just saying any fiber that's in any whole food, right? So if you have any vegetable or fruit or, or grain or oats or anything like that, that's all fiber that your good bacteria is going to say like, yes, we got food and then they're going to grow. And so right. just by slowly having fermented foods and trying to eat a little bit better and having less of the stuff that's like bloating you all the time, you'll start to change that balance mm -hmm. and go from dysbiosis to a proper balance. And you'll see not only your acne will improve, but also like a lot of other areas, your energy levels will be better, your mood will be better. A whole bunch of stuff happens when your gut is out of alignment. Wow. I feel like we just got like a like rapid fire lesson on <laughs> gut health. I'll definitely link your um, video on gut health in the description of yeah. this podcast okay. for anyone wanting more information there because you definitely know what you're talking about there and I think it's so important what you said earlier about a lot of us when we deal with acne we try to look for kind of those band-aid solutions just to get rid of the acne yes. we have to remember acne is a symptom of something our body telling us something's off something's going on you know and when I talk about like acne is normal I do talk about it in the sense that so many people deal with acne so it is a very normal thing to go through. But yes, it's something that, you know, your body's just telling you something's off. It's not happy with something. And it's so important for us to really look at those triggers rather than let me jump on, you know, an antibiotic or slap on some skincare because that might fix it for the short term, but definitely not for the 
long term, that's for sure. I do want to ask you, as you start clearing up your skin, were you ever bothered by the scarring that acne left behind? Because a lot of people don't talk about that as well. Like, you know, we go through this whole journey to clear our acne and then we're left with all the scarring that you can't really like necessarily fix. Like your, I often think about this too, like my skin will never look as it did before I started getting acne because no amount of laser treatments or microneedling can fully fix the damage that was caused. So what's your yeah. perspective there? I mean, I'm glad you brought it up because yeah, I've said this a few times, but I don't think it's talked about enough in the, in the skincare acne community. You, you have, I mean, like we were saying, acne is all consuming. It's all you think about. And so you think about this moment where mm -hmm. you're going to never have to worry about it again, when you finally clear up and you're finally yeah. be free of all these chains and then you do clear up and then you say, wait, why is my face still red? Well, why do I have, why are the purple spots? Why do I have these like divots and stuff? And is it acne? No, it's not. I haven't had a pimple in months and you're left over with, yeah, like all the discoloration and, and scarring. And so then you have this whole new journey. And sometimes that can be actually more difficult mm -hmm. because at least acne, you had gotten acquainted to it. You knew what you were expecting. You knew that sometimes you'd wake up and you'd have a new pimple or a sister. It's just very straightforward. I got it. I know everything about acne, but then the acne scarring, it's like, you weren't prepared for it. So it almost hits you harder because yep. it's like you got to the top of the peak and you're like, I'm so tired, just a couple more feet. And then you get to the peak and you're like, I summited the mountain. And then it was a false peak and there's a whole nother mountain to climb. Yeah, literally. And you're like, I don't know if I'm ready to do another one of these. But again, acne doesn't really care if you're ready or not. It yep. forces you. Um, <laughs> dude. So yes, it, it, it was... It was not like the most awesome thing to to have scarring afterwards. Although I will say for how like severe my cystic acne was, I got very fortunate. Yep. I had erythema that lasted for about a, a year. So it's like a redness. And then I had rolling and boxcar scars. But fortunately, I didn't have like really deep ice pick scars and things like that. But I will say that by this point, it's really weird. But I had actually gotten to the point where I was excited about anything that had to do with me sharing mm. either acne that I like was getting a new breakout. I'd be like, yes, I have a pimple. I'll make a new <laughs> video. And so when I when I got to that point, I was like, you know what? This is actually really awesome because I don't really care about scarring. I actually think it looks pretty good on some people. Like some people, it like actually accentuates their face. Um, but I was like, this gives me an opportunity to now help people that in a way that I hadn't thought yet. I thought I was just the acne guy. And now right. I realize I can also make a series talking about scarring. And so then I went down that path. I, I did like a, um, I did a professional like three derma pen treatments. And then from there, I just started like researching everything you can do at home mm -hmm. because I felt like most people aren't going to have the money to do like professional treatments. And so I was like, what can I figure out that works very effectively at home that I can share with people and, and share that journey? So yeah, for me, I was actually just like super excited to share the whole journey. No, and that mountain analogy you gave is the perfect yeah. analogy to describe that because yeah, no one talks about it. Or they say, oh, I struggled with acne and I cleared it doing this. But then it's like, really the scarring takes probably 10 times as long yes. to, to heal, you know, and there's not just a cut and dry solution where you can eliminate something like it really, the only solution to it is it takes time. Yep. And even then it will never, because that's the whole thing with the scar, it, you know, it looks different than how it, how it was before um, the, the injury. So yeah, that, that's a great perspective, but I think a really important thing to remember to anyone listening is you went through the journey with your acne. You already overcame so many things. Like you have it in you yes. to also climb that next mountain, you know, and it's not as scary as it seems. And, you know, with all these beauty standards and stuff, we all think you must have clear skin and blah, blah, blah. But it really doesn't matter that much if you have some texture in the end. And, 
you know, if someone's that close up to your face, anyways, looking at your scars, then <laughs> um, it doesn't really matter. So I do have a couple last minute questions here before we end this off. So what's what what is Brian up to now? You know, obviously you had uh, you still have Team Acne. Um, you're posting on there a lot as well. But what's your like day to day, I guess, look like? What are you working on now? I'm interested to hear about all the projects that you're you're doing now. Yeah, I so I I spent about two years creating an acne program again, because I feel like everything I had learned before was just masking the symptoms. And I didn't know how to get to the source. And then when I figured out how to clear my acne, I realized I could have just attacked the source so much earlier. Right. So I realized there's nothing like that out there. And there's also really nothing from somebody who's actually had acne, like you're always interacting with dermatologists, but most of them have never had acne. No. Yeah. It feels like you're learning from somebody who's like a student themselves, but not actually someone who's experienced it. So I, yeah, I decided like I was going to cover every single possible thing in this acne program so that you could go through it. And as you're going through the steps, it's a 10 step thing. You would kind of like I was talking about earlier with like marking down in your journal, what works and what doesn't, you would slowly create like this blueprint of these are the things that cause your acne. And then now here's how you can make a plan to attack it. Um, so I spent two cool. years doing that. Yeah, it's That's so awesome. So cool. Dude, I made the program. I was really excited about it. I started talking about it, started sharing it, and then just slowly started getting people to try it. And then I got a couple of people who just had massive results and were willing to share like their before and afters. Um, and then after I was able to do, you know, those photos and videos with them, then people could see like kind of the proof in the pudding. Yeah. And so now it's really cool because I get to do both things, which is like, I really want to help people get rid of their acne if that's what their, their goal is. But also I really want to help them just look to learn to love themselves and gain that confidence back. Right. And so those two components are a huge part of the program. Um, and yeah, so now like a lot of the team acne stuff that I do is like the content that you've always seen, like all the really, really like well thought out, really well researched videos. But then I know a lot of people don't have time to watch a hundred of my videos to learn all this stuff. And so then I just try to get people to check out that, that program. And I made it like 10 bucks that way. Like it's super, super affordable for everybody. It's uh, awesome. the acne But yeah, so like when it comes to the, the team acne page, I'm really focusing a lot on improving that and yeah, just like trying to make the best content I can. But then yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just proposed to my girlfriend last year on Halloween. Congrats. And so, yeah, that's so, so exciting. Fiance. And uh, yeah, we'll be getting married this year. Um, I have like a whole lot of other pages. I have uh, Brian Turner official, which is like my vegan fitness page. And then I have Brian gets buff, which is just like my pure bodybuilding page. I post daily on, on Brian gets buff and three times a week on the other one. And then I have YouTube channels for all those. So like all of my time is put into content. But again, like for me, it just feels great because everything I do is ultimately to help people. And I get those messages constantly where people will tell me whatever the struggle was that I helped them through. And so it just makes it very easy to continue pouring. Like we were talking about before the podcast, like 12 hour days in because it's like building my brand and really ultimately increasing like the ability for me to reach out and help people. So yeah. I could go into like a bunch of other side projects, like email lists and all this other stuff, but mostly it's just those things. And then all the little things yeah. that, that go into each of those, those brands. I love that. I love hearing just like the passion in your voice about it, because I think nowadays, you know, content creating has become like so cool and it's like what everyone wants to do. But I see so many people hop online They you can just tell like they actually don't really care about yes. the art of it. And they just want, you know, all the perks that come out of it. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's not um, sustainable if if you don't actually love this and you can't just like eat, breathe and sleep content all, every single day because 
I've met I've met influencers who like just complain complain about having to do like one branded video and I'm like this is literally like a dream job like I've been doing this like yes you know now it's like my full-time job but when I started like I wasn't making any money off this I was just doing it because I loved it so it's so great to just hear like your true true passion for that because I think you know we need more people now that it's becoming a bigger space we need more people who are actually dedicated to the art of content creating rather than the potential benefits that can come out of it. Yeah, if anybody who's watching is like thinking about becoming a content creator, I've said this every time anybody I know wants to become a content creator. I've been doing this for like 16 years, like so long. And if you start creating content in order to make money, in order to become famous, in order to get something out of it, you will almost always fail. Almost every work. time. Yeah. If you focus though on helping people, if you focus on sharing your journey in order to help people or educate people or make people feel not alone, whatever it is, if if the focus is on what you can do for other people, then your chances of succeeding are massively higher because the reward will come quickly because yeah. you'll have one person say that they they were helped by you and that'll feel great. Versus if you're just doing it for money and fame, oh believe me, you don't uh, make a lot of money. Yeah. You don't become famous. You yeah. have to do it for five years before you even start to get your first $20 check from YouTube. So That's so funny you say that because I have my five-year rule that I always say to people too, because people say, oh, well, I posted consistently for a month. I didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, do it for five more years and then we'll come back and chat. Or like, yep. why didn't I get a brand deal? Yeah, do it for five more years and then we yep. can we can chat. And I, <laughs> I think of it the same as like, well, any business, like when you go to university, you spend four years, you spend at least 40 grand, you know, and you hope to get a job after, right? So it has to be the same with your own business. Like you put in four or five years of work, 40 grand into it, and you just hope that something comes out of it. But like, you can't just go in with these these expectations. So I'm really happy to hear that you have the the same perspective <laughs> I do on that. But wow, we talked about like every single topic I feel like in this episode. Um, it was so great talking to you, Brian, and getting your perspective here. I'll have all your socials linked down below for everyone to check out. Definitely go check out his content. He posts such in, like informative content. You can tell he does his research um, in all of this. And yeah, you can just feel the passion right through the screen. So I'll have all his content linked down below. We do post on the Loud Talk um, podcast every single Sunday at 7 a.m. MST, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you catch your podcast, really. But again, thank you, Brian, for joining me today and getting loud. Um, that is it for this episode, guys. You will hear from me in the next episode of Loud Talk with Lavi. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.